Hello and good morning to UBC Online. Well, on Facebook anyway, at least at the moment. And uh, I'm hoping as uh, some of you are getting ready to join us. We normally have our on the couch, but we had a few technical issues this morning. So I'm hoping everything will be uh, working fine for this session. So I hope you're doing well. Uh, sorry, we're just a little bit late. As I said, we had a couple of technical difficulties and uh, that makes it for a lot of fun. And that's what happens when you go live. But it's good to have you with us and uh, I'm really looking forward to what God's going to say and, and do in the next few moments. So thanks for tuning in and we hope that you and your family are doing well and loved ones and friends. So wherever you are, uh, from our home to yours, uh, we just uh, pray incredible blessing over you, your family and your health and well-being and trust that you will just be uh, having and finding opportunity to reach in and serve the Lord uh, and discover the Lord in, in fresh new ways. So let's do that. Let's pray. Hey, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that you are with us and that in this series that we're about to begin, Lord, I pray that there would be a deeper heart sense of revelation, that you would draw us closer and that we would uh, grow in you. And I pray that our growth in you, Lord, will have ripple effects for others around about us. So lead us and guide us, Lord, in this stage, in this season, in this time. We thank you that no matter what, as we've looked at just recently, you are the King of Kings and you are the Lord of Lords. So we acknowledge who you are today in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you again for, for tuning in. This series is, is titled Jesus Still Is. As I said, we had some technical difficulties, so we don't have the slides behind you. We have more made up, but they're not there. But what we'll do is we'll post them out, uh, put them on the site later on, so that you can just uh, have a look and use that as your, your reference point if you like. So again, thank you for joining in with us, wherever you are, whoever you are, from, uh, from 100 metres away, but street, which is true, to, to wherever, we just uh, want to say hello and greetings to you. This is a series that, or a theme that's been sitting in my heart for a little while, and I, I get a sense that Jesus is calling us to come nearer and to draw near. And so I just hope in this, this season of this series that, that we won't be the same. I just don't want us to just go for a series or go for any message or talk. I really couldn't be, I don't have the time for that. I want to, I want to be part of something that's kingdom and life and changing and encountering countering and empowering. And so uh, that's what I'm believing that God has laid this series before us uh, starting today. You know, uh, you can certainly get to know somebody by what, not only what they do, but what they say, and more particularly what they say about themselves. So this series is particularly looking at the I am sayings of Jesus. What did Jesus actually say about himself? There was others who had certain thoughts and ideas and concepts as to who Jesus was, maybe a teacher, a prophet, nice guy, a good guy, you know, someone we've seen grow up in our town, um, but the Son of God. Not really sure on that one. Well, Jesus really wants to set the record straight. And in the Gospel of John, that's exactly what happens. So we're going to look at these statements, these profound statements that very much reveal who Jesus is, his mission, his plan, and 
his purpose. Certainly we know that the world has always been, I think, but more so now in an identity crisis. Um, and I think this really shakes the foundations of the world, doesn't it? I think there's things that people really don't know and, and the challenges right now for people as they're trying to do life and, and navigate around and manoeuvre around these particular times. And so we can look at a lot of different uh, responses that we have and that's what the, the last number of weeks have really been about. Uh, learning how to walk through tough times and challenging times. Uh, how to live in uncertainty. These messages have really been about a direct response, but this series is now really looking at Christ. Now, we've been doing that, but I want to focus, and I really feel this is the heart of God for us. In John's Gospel, the, really the purpose of writing is, is highlighted in chapter 20, verse 31. And it says, These things were written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. And I want to encourage you with that, and maybe that's something you could look over a little bit later. John has two questions for the reader to wrestle with. Number one, who is Jesus? Good question, John. We all want to know that, and I think we're all growing and learning that. I remember when I was introduced to Jesus, it's like, who is Jesus, and do you know about Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, I went to you know, Sunday school, you know, you know, Christmas, Easter. That was about the limit of my, my knowledge. Well, John's asking this question as well. Who is Jesus? And second, he's asking, what do we do with Jesus? What do we do with his words and his teachings? And I think that's a really good question as well. Uh, so I hope and pray that through this series that you'll be encouraged to reach out and lean in. I think there's a, pl- there's, there's a prefer, there's plenty of time to lean in. So let us lean, lean in and do that as well. I'm just moving because I've got really bright reflection there on the ground. Uh, it's right in my eyes. So I pray that it will be our heart's desire that we will lift and be challenged in this season, but also expand our thinking into greater worship and thanksgiving. So we could look at certainly at Exodus, uh, and I think this is really the foundation of beginning to experience and know this God, this, this amazing God. And so we get to see that in Exodus chapter 3, the burning bush, where God uh, gets Moses' attention and basically reveals to him, I am. And, I, and this is the, the really the foundation of what we're looking at. This tree was not consumed and God was speaking through the tree, which was really setting up a pivotal point in redemptive history. And so God reveals himself to his people. He comes to redeem them out of exile out of uncertainty, out of despair, out of confusion, out of even isolation. And he leads them into the new land, which of course is the promised land and beyond. But God's name, it discloses who he is and what he's like. He is the I am, the eternal, unchanging, self-existent one, infinite and glorious in every way. He is above and beyond all understanding. He is Jehovah God, he's Yahweh. And when Jesus applies the title of I am to himself, he is claiming to have the same identity as God. And that meant to be God. He is claiming to be God. And this is what brought great challenge and great revival. Many hearts were stirred within them. Is this the son of God or is this a a fake and and a phony? 
And so we're going to look at a little bit of that as we unravel that. The, at a time of uh, discomfort and upheaval, God says that you don't need to guess who I am. This is what this I am reveals about God. This term I am is best understood to represent I am, don't guess. Don't try to make me fit into the mold. Don't put limits on me. Don't try and make me something I'm not. I am. I am enough for you. I am enough. In fact, Ephesians says that he is more than enough. In Ephesians 3.20, Now him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or imagine according to his power that works in us. And that is him. That is the I am working in us. His presence enabling us to be all that we're called to be. That's the question right now. How would Jesus be your all? How would he be the I am? What would that look like in your day today and, and tomorrow and this week? How would that outwork? What particular insights would that lead you and I to consider? So I want to encourage you as I'm setting this up for this season and series of the I am's, which is really Jesus still is. And I think that really encapsulates everything that we believe. Jesus still is. He wasn't just was, because he was was, but he is now currently all that we need. And so I want to encourage you in the next few moments what that means. Well, the first I am of Jesus, the first really sense where Jesus is revealing himself, particularly in, in the Gospel of John with the I am sayings or statements as you like, is that he says, I am the bread of life. And I think that's a really good and strategic reason to start with that. Remember, Jesus just didn't do anything willy-nilly. Everything that happened, happened because it was intentional. And that Jesus lived intentionally. He had the, the time that he needed to use and use it well. So the first place we start is that I am the bread of life. Even in, in the prayer, Jesus, Matthew 6.11 says, Give us this day, praying to the Father, saying, speaking, communicating with the Father, encountering the Father amongst those who are around about him. Give us this day our daily bread. He's talking about soul food. Give us not, not something just to eat for our body, for physical food and nourishment, but give us something that we can have for our soul and our spirit. Let's look at John chapter 6 for a moment. So John chapter 6, as you're finding your way through there, opening your Bibles if you are already or about to open them. John chapter 6 is where Jesus reveals that I am the bread of life. And we're going to start in verse 29. Now, Jesus said this. Jesus replied to them. So there's a conversation going on. We'll get the gist of it. God wants to do something for you so that you will believe in the one who has sent him. I'm reading from the uh, God's Word translation this morning. Apologies for some of you may not have that. In verse 30, the people asked him, What miracle are you going to do to perform so that we can see it and believe in you? Still looking for a miracle. Still looking for something to happen. Can I just ask, please, for a minute, just excuse me, I'm just going to have a chat to my wife. Hey, uh, lovely producer over there, can you please close that curtain somehow? That's really, sh the light is coming right in there. You can sit on my glasses. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's all about team, isn't it? Yes. Um, have you noticed Gabe has a uh, lovely hair colour? Gabe's been to the hairdressers this week. That's right. She went to Luigi's. 
um, half price special and you definitely wouldn't want to pay full price for it. <laughs> the service is terrible, I think she says. <laughs> and she's going, don't say it. Okay, I'm going to keep moving on now. What were you talking about? The bread of life or the local hairdresser, Luigi's. If you're wondering, that, that's me. Uh, okay, here we go. So scriptures say he gave them bread to eat. And verse 32 says, oh, sorry, verse 31. Our ancestors ate the manna in the desert, scripture says. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Verse 32. Then Jesus said to them, I guarantee this truth. Wow, here he is. He's backing it. Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven, speaking of the fathers, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. Verse 33. God's bread is the man who comes from heaven and gives life to the world, speaking of himself. Then they said to him, Sir, give us this bread all the time. Ah, oh, isn't that the most wonderful question you could be asked? Someone says to you, tell me about this, Jesus. Tell me about what, who, who he is. What, what does this mean to know God, to follow God, to serve God, to love God? What does it look like? How do I do this? This is, this is the question that they're asking. In verse 35, Jesus says this. He told them, I am the bread of life. He had them. And now he lost them. And that one response, whoever comes to me will never become hungry and whoever believes in me will never become thirsty. Verse 36, I've told you that you have seen me, however, you don't believe in me. Verse 37, everyone whom the Father gives to me will come to me. I will never turn anyone away who comes to me. And a great response, a great truth right there. 38, Verse 38, I haven't come from heaven to do what I want to do. I've come to do what uh, the one who has sent me wants to do. For the one who sent me doesn't want me to lose any of those he gave to me. He wants me to bring them back to life on the last day. The promise of resurrection life, not only life that we live uh, now in, in him, but life that we live with, with him by way of eternity. In the background of John, just quickly, Jesus enters a dialogue with Jesus. Je Jesus enters a dialogue with the Jews, pardon me, uh, who had followed him because of the miracles. They had the feeding of the 5,000, 20, 25,000 estimates of being fed. It was a great and glorious day, many, many miracles, plenty of food uh, left over. Everybody was partaking of the miracle. Some truly believe and followed, others followed from a distance, wondering what. Uh, he will do next and some were just following the cloud following the miracles following what will happen next and and sometimes people do that and i think if you've been a christian around for a while you get to realize that it's not about following the cloud so so much and expecting this to happen or that to happen or give me a sign it's about a, a life and a journey of fighting the good fight of faith it's about every day stepping it out and allowing Jesus to become or increase, become more. It's a good truth for all of us to learn and discover. This was in the city of Capernaum. Uh, verse 39 makes reference to that, which was Jesus' hometown, which a lot of ministry began in. And Jesus did many works in that city. However, as we see today, not all of them accept, accepted him as the Messiah. So Jesus, again, offers himself as the bread of life, to fulfill deeper longings and our spiritual and eternal needs. He was talking about soul food, eternal life, 
enrichment of not just our, our body, but our spirit, which is something that we, we truly don't want to neglect. We can look after our body, and we can go to the gym, and we can go for walks, and we can do, what, do whatever that helps us to make, make us and help us to be better fitter, and that's all good. Nothing wrong with that. But we need to make sure our spirit is well and is fit and is energetic, and these are the things that Jesus wants to focus on in this series that Jesus still is. Okay. Well, Jesus makes reference, obviously, back with the conversation of those he was speaking to earlier about the time of Exodus, about the time when they were encountering God and they were complaining and there was a challenge going on. And what actually happened is God provided manna. He provided quail and he provided manna. Manna that never seen before because they had the quail, but then if you read in Exodus 16, you'll find that uh, they wake up in the morning, there was like a mist, and when the mist sort of dispersed, they could see all this this like white, white bread, very sweet, tasted like honey, amazing. Looking forward to one of the delicacies that we can have in heaven is this internal bread that we have now, but forever. But it was sweet. It was nice to eat. And they were to take that and have that as their portion. You weren't to take over or more than enough, okay? You're not to be greedy with this because if you took more than you ate, the next day it really was foul, it smelled, it was horrible, went off really, really quickly. So it was sweet. And every day they had that for 40 years. God provided for them. As the bread of life, this is a great illustration that even then, a preempting of this Christ to be made manifest as the living bread. And today we can be encouraged to know that God is our sustainer. He's our provider. He gives strength and wisdom and courage and the Holy Spirit each day that we may know him and encounter him. Here are three thoughts. And these are really quite quick. I think they are. I think they're my shortest points ever. Hurry up, will you? Number one, Jesus still is the living bread who provides what? Strength. That's what happens when we encounter Jesus as the bread of life. Uh, and I want to encourage you with this. We think of that even as we f- feed uh, in our physical sense, in our natural sense, bodily, but a bread is, is, a, is a most common basic staple uh, of our diet. But here, Jesus, we need to understand, is the living bread who provides not only physical strength but spiritual strength. In Second Chronicles 16.9, you may want to write these down. As I said, I apologise. We will get the slides up. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a wonderful promise. This is what happens when we encounter Jesus. In Psalm 89.21, my hand will sustain him. Surely my arm will strengthen him. Even the prophet Elijah, when he was feeling not in a great place, he was depressed, he was deflated, uh, he felt defeated. And what does God do? God sends a raven and provides bread for him. And God will do the same for us in our challenges and our circumstances. So as Jesus is and still is the bread of life, He provides and strengthens us. Number two, Jesus still is the living bread who provides uh, satisfaction. I want to break out in song right now. Everybody, well, everybody is probably over 30. Well, no, I want to go with that, but I'm just not going to do that right now because this is live and I've probably already embarrassed myself enough. (laughs) I won't do that. And you'd have to turn your volumes down. 
Jesus still is the living bread who provides. I really want to go there. Satisfaction. John 6, 12. When everyone was satisfied, this is earlier on in this chapter, obviously providing the bread, Jesus said to his disciples, now go back and gather up the pieces left over so that nothing is wasted. I love this word. When everyone was satisfied. This word in your translation may read full or have fullness. Uh, it means to have full desire, uh, to be full, completely uh, satisfied. Uh, it comes from the word satiate, which means the condition of being full or to beyond, beyond satisfaction. How do you like that? Satiate. So Jesus satisfies us by fulfilling needs. He promised that in Philippians 4, 9, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Not greeds, needs. Sometimes people think it's greeds. It's, what we want. it's our wants. It's our needs. He promised that he will satisfy us with our needs, our basic essential needs. They need to be greedy. What are those needs? And also Jesus satisfies us by fulfilling all all expectations and desires. Psalm 107.9 For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Also in Matthew 6.6 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after or thirst for God's approval for they shall be satisfied. And that's in the God Word translation. And my poor little stand here is just sliding down. I feel like I'm doing this. So I'm just going to do that. There we go. Uh, it is te Technical Day 101 Disaster. I'm going to write a book about it. Okay. Oh, dear. Number three, Jesus still is the living bread who provides salvation. Ultimately, this was the message of Jesus. That not just about, you know, give us this bread forever. They, they just wanted to be uh, immediately uh, satisfied in, 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 what they, in their wants, but not what they needed. Jesus said, that I'm the living bread who provides salvation. I love what it says in later on in John chapter 6. This is the bread from heaven in verse 58. Your ancestors ate the bread and later died. So it only carried them over. It's just like the food that we eat today just keeps our bodies alive. Jesus said that's, that's the bread that they ate. So even though it was, it was from heaven, it was, it was uh, different from heaven. Okay, It was just food, natural food, physical food for our bodies. Your ancestors ate bread and later died. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Jesus still is. He is still the bread of life. He satisfies, he strengthens, and he brings and he saves us and he provides salvation. Can't get any better than that. Can't be any simpler than that. Have we look at this. In the trial of his temptation, Jesus responded to the devil and he said this. In Matthew 4, 4, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. Friends, this is like every believer. My purpose and my plan for you is not that you would live on bread alone, but you would live on every word that comes from the word of God, the mouth of God. This bread... Just some sub-points here just for you just to think about. This bread of life provides salvation by becoming the lamb. Jesus was offered and led like a lamb to the slaughter. 
This bread of life provides salvation by bearing the sin of many. And he made intercession for our intercessions. In trans, transgressions, sorry. Intercession for our transgressions. That's a tricky one sometimes. Louis, why do you write some things so tricky for? Um, see, the bread of life provides self and salvation for us. I'm laughing at myself. For us, for by being delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life uh, for our justification. Oh, this, is, this is good, solid 101 Bible theology right here. Following Jesus. And the other thought here, the bread of life provides salvation for us when he died on the old rugged cross. And that wants me to sing another song as well. But friends, I won't do that for you today. Jesus is the bread of life that strengthens us. He is the bread of life that satisfies us and he is the bread of life that saves us. He is it. I can take nothing with me when I die. However long we have got on this earth and though we can accumulate stuff and possessions and houses and this and that and cars and pets and all those sorts of things are all good. Okay, All part of God providing enjoyment for us and blessing and favour. Nothing wrong with those things. But we can't take them with us. And if we leave them to people, they can't take them with them either. So salvation is critical. It is the number one question. We all need to be considering and asking. According to Jesus, this manna in Exodus was used to satisfy physical hunger while Jesus, as the bread of life, satisfies all spiritual hunger. I was hungry before I met Jesus. I was hungry. I was searching. I didn't know. I knew there was something missing. I've tried a lot of things, things I can't mention here, things I did, things I shouldn't have done. And all in that, when I gave my life to Jesus, when I surrendered my life, that's what it means. When I prayed, not, it's not about a prayer. It's about a change. It's about a heartfelt decision internally that said, I don't want to be this person anymore. I, don't, I want what is on offer. I want to know what this eternal life is. See, when Jesus offered that I'm the bread of life and this is eternal life, many of them didn't want that. They wanted to be satisfied in their need right there and then. But Jesus is saying, I will satisfy because I am, I am more than enough. I am. So don't lock me in, don't box me in, I am. Don't try and put me into a corner, don't, don't do those things. When the Pharisees or the Sadducees, anyone, even the disciples tried to do that, they realised that, that it wouldn't work. Jesus wouldn't have a bar of it. And this is the thought that we see. He satisfies all spiritual hunger. And this picture of bread is not even a new thing because obviously I'm doing a study now on the Ark of the Covenant, excuse me, <clears throat> and this bread also was, was what we know that in the, in the temple, the tabernacle or the temple, we know that it was the Ark of the Covenant, but there was also a table of showbread, a table of bread. It's also referred to as the table of presence or the bread of presence. And what this says is God says, I want to have fellowship with you. I'm inviting you to come closer. This, the whole idea of this bread was not only to represent Israel and the priests would go in and set this bread up and every week they would bring in fresh bread. 
and then they would take the old bread out and they would eat the bread. They would cook it, actually. The priest would actually cook it. And this was speaking of an invitation of fellowship, of intimacy, of closeness. And we still know today even that it's called entitled the bread of presence because we're eating. And that's what we love when we're, we're missing that right now when we can get together. But that's what we love about food. Food is celebratory, 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 one of them words. <laughs> um, it, it's an invite to celebrate, an invite to enjoy company, to enjoy each other. And that's what food does. And uh, who knows, it's so good to go out and get, get food. And uh, when you're not able to do that, and I've been reading some of the posts uh, of people who have probably never done so much cooking in their lifetime, uh, and I get it, and that's the space that we're living in. Maybe make some bread. We have a bread maker, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, the table of bread of presence probably signifies that God chooses to dwell with the Israelites in their midst. Not just to rule over them, but so that he can have fellowship with them. I believe that's the significance of the table of showbread, the bread of presence. God is saying, not only am I your Lord, not only am I your God and the Almighty, not only am I Yahweh, don't put me in a box, I am, I am, but I want to be in relationship with you. And this is what Jesus simplified in his message. And this is what he says in John 6.35. I am the bread of life. Whoever partakes, whoever receives him, accepts him, will never go hungry or thirsty again. How good is that? Uh, there's a, a thought that I read uh, just recently. It said this about, about bread, B-R-E-A-D, Ackerman, that says this. Jesus will what? Befriend you. Be for befriend you. Jesus will R, refresh you. Jesus will E, encourage you. Jesus will A, assist you. And Jesus will D, defend you. I.e. spells bread. So the main message of this saying is that anyone who receives Jesus will have eternal life. There's no doubt about it. We need to search. Don't need to search for alternative meetings. Jesus satisfies us physically. He satisfies us spiritually. And that's what I love. And that's why I can never turn away. I can never turn my back on Jesus. And sometimes I know people do, and I know at times we are pushed to the limit and we wonder how are we going to do this and where is God in the midst of this? He is there, friends. He is the bread of life. He is with you. And that same invitation as he travelled uh, as a rock but also as a pillar of cloud by fire and uh, by day and fire by night, he is the bread of presence. He is with you. He is with me. So let's go back to John's questions. Who is Jesus? Thank you. He is the bread of life. And what are you going to do now with this understanding and this knowledge of who Jesus is? In John 17, 3, it says, Now this is eternal life, that, you may, that they may know you. Jesus is praying to the Father, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Friends, today, whatever you are doing, whatever you are facing, whatever obstacle, barrier or battle you are facing, remember Jesus is the bread of life. You're not alone. He's with you right now, 
where you're sitting, where you're laying down, where you're walking around, where you're doing your aerobics as you're listening, okay, on your walker, whatever you're doing right now, Jesus is. It lends us right into the space of communion. It's not communion today, but it leads us in that whole symbol of Jesus taking the bread and breaking it and the, the celebrational uh, thought that we can process by way of his presence is with us all the time. The Bible says in Psalm 34, 8, Taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man or the woman who takes refuge in him. We just got to partake of the bread. How do we do that? We surrender. We draw near. We stop everything. We wait and rest in his presence. The world is so busy and we have a wonderful time to find more space to stop and to pause and to hear and to listen and to ask and to seek and to wait and receive. So I hope, my friends, today that you will, if you haven't already, choose this bread of life, an invitation to come closer to Jesus, to meet him, to encounter him. This is an invitation to surrender, to humble ourselves, to show demonstration of our faith and our gratitude, to lay aside our, our differences and our opinions and our versions of life and come before Jesus. I'm going to close. So the one certain and sure thing is this. Jesus still is. He is the bread of life. And that's the beginning of this series that we get to understand and get to discover and get to, to meet again, maybe afresh. Maybe we've got stale like the manna. We took too much and we took things for granted. We're a bit blasé about things. And, and maybe we're not walking as close as we can. Maybe we're not walking as intimately as we can with the Lord. This is a perfect opportunity to do a reset. That's the, that's, that's the global word right now. Reset. A reset of nations. A reset of, of peoples and groups and attitudes and corporations and businesses and churches and homes and families and marriages. This is a reset. For us right now to say, Jesus, I want you to be not only in my life, but my the ones I love, my family, to be, to be the bread of life. We invite you. We want to dwell with you. We want to be in fellowship with you. We want to be in closeness with you. Uh, friend, they're the sweetest words you could ever pray. Uh, if you ever think where God's far away, I tell you right, when you say those things, when you think those things, when you utter those words, I tell you, God... God is there right now. I can feel him. I can sense him right now as I say these words to you. Jesus still is. He is relevant. He is vital. He is essential with life and meaning. And I ask, is Jesus your eternal life giving bread and presence? Because he's mine and he's, he's, he's our family's. He's our children. And we pray that that legacy will live on beyond us, that they will know the living bread that came from heaven. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you are with us and, and whatever we're feeling, whatever battles, whatever things are working, not working, Father, we just acknowledge that it doesn't matter. Only you matter. And right now in this moment, we ask 
that where we have drifted away, where we have not concentrated, where we have just gone into falling into patterns and, and, and systems of thinking and processing rather than just stopping and reacquainting ourselves with you as the bread of life. Forgive us. Forgive us, Father, when we can get so task-focused and so plan-focused that we just forget what it's all about. It's about you, the life that you give, the friendship that you offer, the salvation that is provided, the satisfaction that we experience and the strength that we feel that encourages us to live day in and day out. You are truly my bread of life. You are truly our bread of life. And I pray, Father, for those who are hearing and listening and watching and watching later on, that we are just reminded, that also they are reminded that you are and can be their bread of life too. Father, I pray for those who are battling and struggling through right now. Uh, I think we're all just over, over it. I think I'm a, I'm a bit over it. Lord, I think we're all over it in some way. We just ask, we know why, why things are being done the way they are and why there is quarantines and confinement and, and stay-at-homes and all sorts of things going on. Father, we just acknowledge that there's a bigger, greater plan here and we don't want to miss it. So in the business and in the chaotic times and the challenging times that they are, we pray that there's more of you and less of ourselves. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite Gabe now to share a few thoughts with you as well. So thank you for that. Here comes lovely Gabrielle. Good morning, everybody. I'll just stick this in somewhere. Yep, I'll just get my word, which is your bread of life, as you just spoke about. And I'll just um, move that a little tick. I'm just going to read today, us, um, just to encourage you, I'm sure that... You will know this psalm, but I think it's just a great encouragement. Psalm 37, <clears throat> verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. When I read through this couple of verses here, there's a few things I just see here and that is trust. Let's, I think in this time, so more so than ever, keep our hearts closer to him. He is our sustainer, as uh, Louis just spoke about, our bread of life. And do good. It talks about doing good. You might think, how can we do that at the present time? We can still do some things, a call, a text, just briefly. And praying. Praying is a powerful weapon Feed. Let's feed on his faithfulness, for he is our rock. Yes, he is. He is faithful in his word at all times. Delight in the Lord, it says. How do we do that? By meditating on his word, reading, thinking, right thoughts and things, but also just continuing to, to delight in his ways. It says he will give us the desires of our heart. As Louis might have mentioned also, let's look at what some of those desires are. Are they his desires, our desires? And maybe it's the time to seek God for new desires. Desires that have been in your heart that have been left there and put aside and you've not had the time to work at them. But maybe now is a time and God will give you new desires. 
as he gave the Israelites new matter at all time. So it goes on later. It says, rest in the Lord in verse 7 and wait patiently for him. Isn't that that verse? Wait patiently for him. So God bless and have a fantastic week. Sorry for the few technical difficulties, what we had planned to happen and go through. Sometimes, as we know, uh, things go out the window. But hey, you know, we're great to be able to go. go out the window later, I tell you. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> the computer? The computer. No. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks for that word of knowledge, Go. <laughs> word of wisdom. So bless you all there and thanks for tuning in. And if you're new, having a listen, Loved for you to contact us and yeah. get in contact. So any birthdays? Any birthdays out there? We're just wondering also and just reading some of the, the posts here as we just close it up. Uh, yeah. Plus, some of those guys are saying, yeah, I think someone, I think the Bosch family uh, had bread this morning or, uh, and if mm -hmm. we ate the bread, like we ate breakfast, uh, we'd be doing pretty good, hey? <laughs> hey? So just encourage you. Thanks for some of the encouragements here, guys. Uh, and uh, as I said, we're still learning with some of this technology. Uh, someone was having wheat picks this morning. Good on you, Nigel, having wheat picks. And also to uh, Grenville and yeah. Betha, congratulations on winning our scavenger hunt last night. Pizza is coming your way. <laughs> yes, there may be a couple of pieces missing. Couple and if you're bites. wondering, it's a, it's a new way you can do a scavenger hunt without leaving your lounge room. I mean, your house, yes. Yeah. So. Mind you, I tell you what. Um, there was a couple of moments that Caelan was filming Gabe because Gabe was, was, was <laughs> trying to get out flash. of the way. Wasn't fast Gabe enough. is on a mission. Seriously. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, where do I hide? He was like running around mm. throwing things, getting things. No, he was <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's finish anyway, off. It was, it was <laughs> Stay fun. on track. Good time. So thank you, Kristen and Matt, mm. for making that happen. Yes. Uh, I'm just saying, happy birthdays here, guys. You can text it through. Some of yep. you are texting through. Uh, yeah, just trying to see. There's nothing else. Uh, happy birthday, yeah. Happy birthday, Lily. If you get to watch this, Lily, or watching this at some point. In during the birthday, week. During yep, the week. 18. Yeah, so good on you. And uh, yeah, the big 18. Woo! Mm. Party! Hey, <laughs> where we room. going for a party? <laughs> a Zoom oh, party. A Zoom party. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. it. Okay. So that's it from us, guys. I don't know if there's any other uh, uh, birthdays. Signing, signing uh, off and signing yeah, out. Lily, but I don't think there's any. Thanks, Ken. And Nearly, yeah, congratulations to, to Lily. Uh, hey, this is great family. We love you. We, mm. we, I haven't have no posts, no pages gone up for the whole week since Sunday, which I planned to, but just got crazy. So my apologies. We want to make sure we can send up little updates during the week so we'll get onto that. Plus the technology mm. was, was underway and that sort of uh, didn't work, did it, anyway? Yeah. But we love you. Yes, we hope you're doing really tuned. well. It was great last night to see many of you uh, just for Zoom and uh, just seeing your lovely faces and families. Mm. So it was a lot of fun. So good on you. Have a great one. We'll do Have some a great more of day. Yep. Yeah. More, will be, more, more announcements as, as they go and uh, stay in touch with each other. As Gabe said, keep connecting, ring, mm. reach out, and, uh, and be praying over each other. Yes. The family, the community, the nation. Yep. Prayer the is nations a powerful of the weapon. World. Yep. Okay, there's a lot of fear out there, there's a lot of doom and gloom, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of uh, frantic activity and, and circumstances going mm. on right now, not right to talk about now here, but, mm. but we need to be praying. 
Yes. So that's what we can do. We can do that really easy by just saying, Lord, come and help us, help these people and, mm. and help those who are uh, those who are serving like... in, in those areas of uh, hospitals, doctors, nurses, mm. cleaners, yes. uh, those who are travelling and transporting people. Keep them uh, safe. Yes. Everybody in that whole arena. Yes. We are just so thankful. We pray for them. We are so our, blessed our as a nation. Our... And nations have IDF, these people, yeah. the services, emergency mm, service, please. defense force, etc., etc. We are yes. tremendously blessed. And remember this as I close on this. As Gabe said, as we are saying now, remember this. Jesus is your brand yes. of life. So God bless you from Lou and Gabe, and we'll talk soon. Amen. Thanks, Bye. Bye.